This is episode 330 of Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm one of your host, Will Over the Hump Hegwood. And today I'm joined by Marcel Cala Dito Teves Mas Benito Manzano. That means uh, no response. Uh, everything is fine here. How are you in Spanish? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Uh, Ryan. No, calladito te ves más bonito means uh, si yeah, you, you, you look better silent. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. We also have Orion. 0% is the way? Stan Zuski. It's the only way. Otherwise, you're going to get blasted by random noises in Discord. <laughs> yes. Uh, and James Finale Hype or Ritter uh, yeah you ready for that Ahsoka Finale tomorrow you better be uh, we're talking we're talking Finale we're talking Finale yeah! <laughs> we are talking Finale that's right I'm excited what's gonna happen who knows um Optine comes back to life and then Ray <laughs> so, kills him uh well, not for a couple more movies, I assume. Anyways, let's first, we got to thank the true heroes of Gold Squadron, and that's the GSB Patreons. Becoming a Patreon makes you part of the largest group of our supporters of what GSP does. We can't get out to these world qualifiers without Patreon support. We had Golden State Games, which we're going to be talking about this weekend. Uh, or talking about tonight, which was a couple weekends ago. Uh, next up is St. Lawrence. That Dion uh, Marcel, you heading out to Canada for that as well? No, I'm not. Well, Dion's going to be there at the St. Lawrence Open. Uh, and then, as well, me and James are going to make our... Uh, third year out at LVO. So that's going to be exciting. That's in January. Uh, yeah. I think uh, yeah, at least it's GSP's... my second year. Uh, I think, I think, yeah. is third year. So that's January 18th. Yeah, super exciting. But the, on the only way we can get out to these is through your support. So check out Ghostwatcher. There's... Uh, you can also check out Gold Squadron on Patreon at patreon.com slash gold squadron. So, speaking of world qualifiers, we got to talk about the Golden State Games. Me and James are out there um, for a, the lovely weekend. Amazing venue at the Foundry in Lux uh, and ended up being... Um, 10 rounds of X-Wing over two days. James, how was your experience with it? Uh, I had a great time. I did... Uh, saw a lot of uh, cool lists and a lot of cool people. Had a great time. Uh, at an incredible... Uh, ev incredible location. Incredible venue. Uh, the mm -hmm. venue was mm -hmm. magnificent. Uh, to be, and that's probably an understatement. Understatement, to be honest. 
Yeah, it was a restaurant uh, type of place. That center. <laughs> yeah, restaurants uh, it had a bowling alley in it, so not really a uh, just a restaurant. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was like there a, was like uh, an upscale upscale fun lounge. Fun lounge. That would be a great way to put it there. Uh, but there was Le- Legion and Armada competitions as well. So it was very exciting to see all the Star Wars-ness come together uh, through throughout the various games. But we should be talking about our champion here. Let's see as I switch over. There it is. Jordan Madrid. I started calling him Madman, which I'm hopeful that name sticks. Because uh, what he was doing with those bombs was unpredictable. So, big, big congratulations. What is that? Oh, <laughs> give me a second here. James, tell us about that. Cheerio. <laughs> The 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 the, <laughs> the list. Sorry, sorry. We'll 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 take it out in post. My uh my dog rolled over onto my TV remote and freaked me out. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jordan. We're talking we're talking about the list. Yeah, yes. the list from Jordan. Yes. Uh, has, Break it down for us. Uh, the the real uh. The real highlights of this list: uh, these two Black Squadron aces out there. Uh, those two non-limited ships, uh, the I-3 Tie Fighters. Um, they did great, <laughs> and uh, every every time we saw them, they were doing uh, the the Empire's work out there. Um, of course, we have Darth Vader Battle of Yavin with marksmanship hate afterburners. Such a great piece at six points. Uh, I mean, you got to you got to take Vader in some form in your Empire list. It's just too good to pass up. Uh, and that was not the only Tie X one we had in in this list. We had Merrick Still with Merrick Stell with shield upgrade and fire control systems, able to uh, turn some nasty, uh, give you some nasty crits if he does push one through. And we had two bombers. We had Tomax Brin. Uh, and Major Rhymer, both of them are rocking the Saturation Barrage Salvo. Uh, Tomax has Bomblet Generator, and Major Rhymer has Seismic Delayed Fuses. And these bombers were doing uh, great out there with their bombs. Uh, I think in the games that we saw uh, him play, Jordan play, he always seismic two Bach two obstacles on the same turn. With the mm. use of those delayed fuses, yeah. So, I'm trying to, what's and really, the math? just like, what was the math on it? So you'd fuse one turn two, and then you would, yeah, un drop one unfused turn three. So mix that in with yeah. uh, Tomax's and, and a bomb. Generator. <laughs> yeah, so three bombs would go off yeah. uh, at the start of round three, and in one of the matches, it just like, I think. I don't think it missed a single ship. Everybody took bomb damage uh, from it. Yeah. It must have been like the uh, <laughs> round seven or so game. Round six, something like that. It was devastating to watch. Yeah, it, 
it was it was a mess. <laughs> uh, everyone, everyone was unhappy. I think it hit several of the Empire ships as well. Yeah, uh, but they were willing willing to take it uh, to get some critical, uh, well, not critical, but some important damage on the opposing side. Uh, yeah, pretty uh, overall pretty impressive. Overall, great list has had uh, two non-limited ships in there. So usually we see another uh, four-point ship. In, in the place of those two black squadron aces. Sure, yeah. Vizier, palp, the palp carrier has been popular, popular in these style of lists. Um, Brian? Or, you, or just the, the four-point bomber. Oh, sure. Jonas as well. Ryan, what do you think about these black squadron aces? Is it, is it the... What's helping them succeed here? Or are they really the, the chaff um, to help the others succeed? So when the <clears throat> with the bombers around, uh, it is nice to have, because usually what I've looked at for the last four points when considering something along these lines is um, getting ships in front of the tie bombers is sort of like lineman wooden football for like a running back or protecting their quarterback type of thing. Like you want, if you can, having those buffer pieces that exist in front of those bombers helps reduce the ability for ships to close in on those bombers and jump to the range one or get in spots where they could, um, you know, you're blocking a potential arc dodge move like they do a move and then with barrel out or boost barrel or some capacity of that. So getting those TIE fighters in there to sort of uh, be sort of space clearing not in the realm of they're going to clear ships off the board. Their, their guns aren't good. But their bodies are helpful and they're cheap enough to if they if one of them needs to just go fly off somewhere else and do some objective stuff, go for it. Um, they will, if concentrate on, will still just die. Um, but luckily they're only two points each. Um, yeah. I mean, can they be okay? And I mean, clearly they can win. Um, are they the overall right choice? I don't know. I'm I'm personally not a fan of Black Squadron Aces. Um, I think someone like a Faroff could do a very similar job really well. Granted, it's not two separate pieces, but Faroff will probably actually last longer on the board than two separate TIE fighters. And they can split off, so they do have that advantage. But um, Faroff's a really good sort of lineman piece for those bombers, too. So, yeah, it, you can go back and forth. There's plenty of Empire four cost stuff. There's not. I don't think it's. It, it seems like a deep roster at four points, but I really don't think there's that many that are competitive right now. So, whether you want to spread out the points to upping one of your, um, maybe upping Merrick to something and dropping, combining the one point left from one of the ties into like a Larir instead of the two Black Squadron Aces, you can make Merrick into Soontir or something like that. I don't know. There's We've seen plenty of Empire variations. Not a lot of Black Squadron at the top, so it is different to see it. And I don't. I didn't watch him fly. I what I, I'm just saying what I would do would be using Black Squadron Aces to sort of screen the bombers. There was a, uh, a, lot, a lot of the time they were objective monkeys. But we, when in chance, they would just take a different lane, right? They would just hold off 
and slowed down the opposing flank while everybody else got to joust. So, uh, actually, I found a couple different uses for him, to be honest with you. Um, but mo a lot of the time, it was just blocking people so they would get uh, hit by those bombs as well. Pretty impactful. Just, uh, yeah, like you I'll, said, I'll, I'll just eat some bomb to... damage on my own TIE Fighter if it means it kills or does good damage to, uh, you know, a, a more valuable ship on my opponent's side. Right. Yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, seeing non-limiteds take it all there. Uh, ac accidentally flown. Jordan ended up getting his uh, fifth win. In this format, you needed... 15 event points to get into the top eight um and they didn't really mitch who ran a great event uh was being very coy about how many event points you needed to make day two which uh the answer was actually nine uh so jordan was able to get a break in round seven because they did five rounds of swiss on day one you're invited back if you had two, if you're two and three at that point in time. No, wait. Right, flip that and reverse it. If you had three wins, two losses or so, uh, you got invited back to day two. And then you essentially had to win two more games um, to get into the top eight. So pretty awesome to see. Jordan was uh, very nervous uh, at the start of that day two, but... Just some quality flying, a long break for round seven and lunch. Uh, came into the top eight, very strong. So, well flown. All right, we have a bunch of J names, though, because uh, this next one, the runner-up there, was John Witherspoon flying Rebels. And this is, this is weird. This is weird. No Han or Luke in this Rebels squad uh, doing a... Uh, Heratani variation with Fenral having Predator, Crackshot, Beskar, Bodica with Predator, Beskar, Mandalorian Optics. Pretty standard builds for those two these days. Hera and the A-Wing with Marksmanship and Thread Tracers. Sabine with Lone Wolf and Benthic Two Tubes, the Heratani enabler here with Hopeful, Perceptive Co-Pilot, Jenner so and the pivot wing. So Haritani basically means that you stack up Hera with some tokens and then she can pass them to uh, valuable pieces so they can use them. Most notably is getting evade tokens on Fang Fighters combined with their Concordia face-off can make these ships pretty much indestructible. Uh, was not the case in the final uh, but uh, in a lot of the games we saw with John, uh, that was the case where a hero would just be getting the extra token from Benthic, taking an evade action, and then able to pass those off to Fenrau or Bodica, uh, whoever would need them. I don't think we ever saw the Thread Tracers actually fired, so it probably could have been a Magpulse. But if you're going in thinking that you're always going to focus evade with your hero, why take a lock-based munitions then? So I guess that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, we'll I, I think every time, every time that would have had a chance to use the 
the thread tracers, I think they almost always shot just like a primary, just to like maybe strip a token. Right. Yeah, it was like only in one of them, it was just like Hera and Fenral jousting at like the top, so like the thread tracer wasn't worth it. And then the other time, uh, they just need like as much damage as possible on Merrick to make sure yeah. uh, Merrick went down. So again, didn't shoot the thread tracer. So hard to uh, still great tech. Yeah, if you can get about a lock to Benthic, who never takes lock actions, to Fen Round, could be very powerful. But there's the combination of all of these Fen Round getting the stress off of Bodica and Terra. And possibly the deplete as well from the Bodica bonus attack. Um, and this is where uh, you'll have to watch the final. We'll be up here um, sooner than later. But essentially, um, the the difference was in in a lot of the games, people weren't just weren't shooting at Bodica. They were taking random shots at Hera um, and getting punished for that double tap. Um, except for in the final, when Jordan threw everything he had at that Bodica. And so as long as we don't burn that down, hopefully the rest of the game will be gravy. But still, very interesting to see a Rebel list here without those two. So in the top four, Kenneth Lyon running a 5T70 variant. Uh, some, some of the familiar... Uh, Pilots that we know in that Elo Asti, Tamin Wexley, Jessica Pava. Um, the other two is always a question mark and where all the variations tend to occur. Uh, we have Nimi and Kare Kuhn. Um, not common choices, but I think there were some interesting things here within some of the loadout options. Um, Elo with R68 crack shot, pretty powerful for Elo. Very good. Uh, um, Offensive power once the bullseyes are active, uh, which you can do really well at I-5. Uh, Temin with only shield upgrade and marksmanship, uh, just going for some additional beef. I like putting just some additional offensive rerolls for him, more so R-68 on him because other stuff at higher initiative can bullseye for him. Uh, but shield upgrade, more health good. Uh, Kare with afterburners I think is really cool because um, a lot of times the issue with Kare is... You go for the boost, you get the one hard boost, which is really nice. And you're just sitting there unmodded. Like, what do I do now? Well, I afterburners, actually a lot a lot of T70s in general have access to afterburners. Temin not really needing it himself, but um, afterburners on Kare makes a lot of uh, sense overall. They're just giving you the option to when you do those three or higher speed moves, to then do a regular boost or a or a bank boost, one hard boost as well from her, uh, and then still getting an action, or even allowing you to do that one hard boost after a red move. So you get those crazy like town roll off to the side edge, but then like one hard boost back in. Some really cool maneuvering opportunities. Which is and essentially then, uh, like a two hard side slip almost. Well, it's like it's like a two hard and three reverse. Yeah, you could do uh like a hard boost into a focus barrel roll, right? Yeah, you yeah. can still do, totally the focus do that. Roll. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and we and we did see uh Kenneth do a ton of that where he came in with a three bank or a three straight 
or even like a three hard, do that hard boost and then a focus barrel roll and still line up the bullseye to get the four die shot or the yeah. three die shot. Uh, I, I love the idea of like being, uh, I mean, the big part of Daredevil and Extreme Maneuvers style things is the ability to dial, like, dial in a slightly less aggressive move that's not as committal if you know you're moving after them. Example, instead of dialing in a three hard, you could dial in a three bank, and then depending on what you see your opponent has done, can opt into that harder bank boost um, instead of a, a or the hard turn boost versus the bank boost. Or just not even doing a turn at all and just doing a straight move and then seeing, okay, I did a three or four straight. Uh, what did my opponent look at me? Nope. All right. I'm going to hook in and get at, get at him like right away. It's a very Von Reg style thing. You just don't have the I six information car. It's just I four. So there's stuff that will definitely move after you, but there's stuff right now that you get to move after that does matter. Um, just running the BB Astromech and Verosphere paint. I think this is becoming more and more popular. I think people are realizing that Jess, uh, when she is, she is commonly targeted with some of those torpedoes and, and offensive munitions that are lock based and BB giving her still those extra charges and that barrel maneuverability and system phase is very, very powerful. And then Nimi, um, also great with Verosphere because another low initiative T70 that wants to be targeted and take it off the board, but running with M9G8 as well. Uh, not sure who Kenneth commonly target locked. I assume it'd either be Temin or Kare. Um, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was a mix between Temin. I thought it was. Yeah, it was. It was Temin. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Because because Lo. I was thinking Lo and Snap flew together, and so they both had rerolls. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I think uh you know the M9 because Nimi's never target locking. Like if you have Nimi's ability active, you just take the focus and hold on to that. So that's a natural combo as well that works pretty good. Um, yeah, it's you know, all a lot of viable options for five T seventy. Um, some up you know moderate loadout adjustments I would personally make, but I also play a different list as well where I only take three T seventies and Kaz and Lulo. I've been trying out Zori. Um, not a current fan, but um, <laughs> I, I just like I know the power of the plasma torpedoes for sure. So normally it's on Elo, but uh, I think Zori is uh, a little too plotting for me. I like speed, I like flexibility. You don't um, like that five K? That five K from those <laughs> from those Y wings? Sure. I no maybe I don't know, man. <laughs> That's fast. That's fast, and then shooting no good shot, most likely. No good shot. Um, but I, I think uh, this is a completely viable, good option. Uh, there's not a clear... I, so, Nimi's probably the number one target, but Kenneth can also play around knowing that, that Nimi is probably something that gets targeted because if Nimi doesn't hold on to the focus, it's a lot worse for Nimi. But granted, you could say the same thing. If you don't get to hold on to your focus as a T70 to use it to shoot, it feels bad. It feels just worse with Nimi because that ability is so strong to get her attack power up to where you want it to be while you bring her. So, um, yep. Does anyone know? Actually, I'm curious. Does anyone know what obstacles? Um, small yeah, rocks. Uh, I think 
Yeah, I, I can definitely. He, um... he brought three gas clouds. Mm, really? Is that true, or is that just like Yasby accidentally saving my gas clouds from the last time? I no, that that probably checks out. Hmm. Uh, Curious why 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 he would do that. Uh, I mean, you could. The, they're all small base ships, so they definitely don't want to be ioned. Um, yeah, but their main action is focus, though. If you do need to roll over one, at least you have your offense. Sure. Oh, I I like bringing really big rocks to fight Han and Arcs. Mm. They fight the, they fight both those lists very well. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't them. have his obstacles in the list. So, uh, but I can look at the. The game that we had for Kenneth. Oh yeah, true. I I also just went to pattern analyzer and clicked on view and Yasby for in this in the squads page. Uh, why would why would that surprise you if he was bringing small gas clouds, or all, all gas clouds, or gas clouds in general? Uh, because yeah. there's a lot less consequences for the stuff it needs to like. Sure, arcs don't want really any large obstacles, but they are much happier seeing gas clouds than they are rocks. Um, as same with Han, same with Rack, same with a lot of stuff. I don't think it punishes the things that it needs to. It gives some of the things that, like, I, if I'm fighting T70s and if my best opportunity to escape them is through a gas cloud, I am super taking that versus dealing with all the shots incoming. Versus, yeah, he, I probably still guns. go through a rock, but it's gonna hurt more. Yeah, he bought three. He bought three gas clouds. Interesting. Well, hmm. Maybe we'll we'll have to see what his reasoning was for that. Maybe he's got a different perspective on it. Uh, but let's keep it rolling here, Marcel. Can you tell us about Joe's first order list? All right. Uh, Joe uh, had um, Blackout with Sensor Scramblers and Proton Rockets with Lone Wolf. Then he had Kylo Ren in the Wylo uh, with an Enhanced Jamming Suite, Instinctive Aim Predator, Mag Pulse, Warhead, and Advanced Optics. Um... Lieutenant the Hughes with Proud Tradition Pattern Analyzer and Special Special Forces Gunner. Uh, basically the target lock focus one. Commander Malris with clusters instead of magpoles. And Lieutenant Gaelic with heavy laser cannon and proud tradition. So kind of an interesting choice there with uh, uh, Malris and Kylo. Like you know, swapping out the clusters with the magpulse on on one or the other, but I mean, it, it makes sense, especially with so many Arc One Seventies flowing around. Yeah, interesting that Joe didn't dip into the I sixes, uh, the Midnight Von Rager, like Quick Draw, anything like that, um, but stayed on Blackout, which. Uh, seemed to be his all-star. Uh, that Lone Wolf and Proton Rocket combination uh, was getting a lot of people nervous. So they'd turn away from Blackout. 
I think we actually caught a range one blackout uh, ability uh, during one of his stream matches, which was uh, crazy to see. I don't think that was uh, possible, but um, to get the obstructed range one. Yeah, I think our highest first order finish by far. Oh, I don't even know where the next highest first order would be. Uh, not very high. Let me tell you. Yeah. I think we're in the next. Where's the next first order period? <laughs> I don't uh, know. Down in 30, 31. 31. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, there was. Which was three. I think there was only three in the entire tournament. Yeah. I think so. Actually, there's there's only two because no, one of those put the wrong. No, there were two. So I'll put the wrong Wayne. list in. Did Wayne? Did we ever figure out Wayne's list? <laughs> no. No, but you also have Kenny T. Kenny T has first order blackout. Mm. So you got three. Okay. Yeah, there, there's. I think there's three lists in there, but I think. Either. Oh, way. it looks like it looks like we did we did fix uh, Wynan's list. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. And then there were three. There were three. Interesting. Well, let's let's get through these lists and we can talk some overall meta stats here. I'm going to breeze past the, the rest of the top four here. Uh, Nick Sperry, who's that? Chicago's own 312 coming in here for another top eight finish at a world qualifier. Back in the same list. He's been using all store championship. Uh, this is the non-boy Vader. So this would be a starter pack Vader. Merrick Stowe. With Fire Control System Shield Upgrade, Tomex, Saturation, Barrage, Bomblet, and then Backstabber and Mauler in their boy versions there. Yeah. Uh, powerful yeah, list. All five in a post. Yeah, a high initiative. It does warm my heart to see Merrick Stell like multiple times in uh, the top cuts. Like just uh, goes from... Uh, like, well, that's a fun ability to an actual, like, competitive piece. Just just really brings joy to my heart. Uh, let's see, though. Oh, here's one I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about. Uh, Joe Churchman brought a scum list here with Fenral uh, using Beskar, Optics, uh, Fearless, and Predator. So really lean into offense there. Old T with Beskar, Crackshot. And Fearless, Dirge with False Transponder Codes, Proton Cannons, and Marksmanship. Lee Mackay with R4, B11. Uh, that's the uh, re-roll your green dice for a bad token on you. And Plasma Torpedoes. So really doing their best uh, Tomax Brand impersonation there with a Sat Salvo. Then Bosk with Lone Wolf. And I'm pretty sure this list also is built as six, five, four, three, two as well, which is a list composition. I was didn't even think that was possible, but you can't build lists like that. Uh, I just, just, just want to hear your guys' thoughts on this uh, five-piece scum uh, making a big splash in this world qualifier. I think it's some of the pieces that 
makes sense overall. Like Fenral, yep. Dirge, sure. Lee Mackay, probably the better three-pointers in Scum. Not saying a lot, but it's one of the better options right now. Uh, especially with plenty of shields around. Good Plasma Carrier, I-5, R4B11, as you said. Saturation and Salvo-ish. And the only two-point ship in Scum right now with Lone Wolf. Uh, C95, so it's only so good, but serviceable. Um, I think the biggest is actually the Fenral loadout. Um, I really think, and I think I looked at uh, some uh, stats with Chris Allen's advanced targeting computer site, and that can, he's got a page that goes into the breakdown of the success rate of pilots based upon the upgrades that, that they take. And Fenrau is seemingly vastly better when he equips either shield upgrade or uh, burnout thrusters, which this has neither. Mm. It's the full suite of, uh, I mean, we'll take Beskar plating in all versions, uh, but Mando Optics, Fearless, and Predator instead. So, kind of just taking the the full amount versus uh, taking, I think Mando, you can combine Mando Optics and Predator into uh, into Burnout Thrusters, which can make Fenrau really dangerous and can get back in the fight much faster. Because you know the Fangs, they make their like mm -hmm. first-ish pass, they get their, Fenrau gets their big shot in, probably has to do with linked action for repositional purposes, so he's stuck stressed with only two speed moves. You likely know which way he's turning, so you know the general direction he's going to go. He's either doing a two bank or a two turn, or he's leaving with a two straight or three straight. You got to leave for one turn and try and get back around the next turn. Well, what if you left with a two straight, but two taloned already, and I'm like back in right away? Or you're closing the distance when you're engaging with difficult targets or putting early board pressure with that long slam early game. That's interesting. You think uh, so? Uh, at the afterburners isn't even a question. You think go right to the burnout slam? Yeah, definitely. Also, I mean, burnout's two points cheaper than afterburners true. as well. Afterburners is eight, burnout six. Okay, so you get some value there. I mean, in addition to the, the extra kind of maneuverability for it. It's interesting. I would imagine, yeah. Um, if you don't, if you don't load up, um, uh, offensive upgrades like Joe did, uh, you're going to have to do some dancing. I don't think Joe's dancing too much with his Fenrau. The thing is Fenrau is coming in, uh, trying to roll five dice attacks at people. Yeah. Five dice attacks that will, will hit. Yes. Well, with fearless predator, they should hit. Something, something will land there. All right, but let's go through, let's see. So Mason Tanner uh, was another interesting rebel list. No Hans at all in the top eight. This one had Luke. This is boy trench run Luke. Uh, we had uh, Wes Jansen out there with Enduring R4 shield upgrade. Uh, Wes Jansen jams you after you attack or are attacked by Wes, so kind of like a bad Seavor, more or less. A worse Seavor. Seavor's already pretty bad, but bad like Michael Jackson bad. Anyways, uh, Nor Wexley in a Y-Wing 
with ion cannon turret, veteran turret gunner, R4, and afterburners. Blount with shield and predator, and Sabim with Beskar reinforced plating. Uh, this is interesting because Mason was flying this more like a I-5 Alpha Strike than um, some sort of uh, like spread out for objectives kind of piece. Being able to jam a ship and then shoot it twice with Nora Wexley was very powerful in the games we saw um, them play. Uh, so yeah, surprising to see Wes Jansen out there uh, with, now, with no munition either. Uh, just uh, that enduring and shield upgrade going defensive. Uh, then uh, the last of our top eight was Doug Stone Weaver bringing in all. Wait, you're just gonna like pass up Lieutenant Blunt? What? I mean, Le Le Lieutenant Blunt's very interesting. Like says, I don't need Keo, I don't need Wedge. Taking a shield upgrade, Blunt. I mean, it makes sense with Nora because you're getting. A mm -hmm. three die gun almost all of the time. Pretty much guaranteed. And then you've got Predator and Shield. Yeah. I mean, the way I assume he was flying it with Sabine and Nora, Lieutenant Blunt becomes like a permanent four die gun, but it's still a permanent four die gun with five health and two agility. So yeah. So basically, I mean, as close to an X Wing as you can get, like just one health off, right? But at a whole squad point cheaper. Uh, yeah, they normally had... Well, in the game we saw, yeah, Wes, Nora, and Luke uh, just all headed down the middle. While Sabine and uh, Blount kind of started on the outside but converged into the middle eventually. But they were also playing against a Han. So they are kind of doing some weird stuff to avoid um, just getting blindsided by Han coming through the center. But yeah, I, I love to see it. Uh, the We don't normally see any other five-point ships other than Luke and maybe, what, Fenral? Fenral's five points in Rebels. So to see Nora out there. And Nora, I, Nora, I think in the game we saw, was also like super frustrating for the opponent. They just couldn't do any damage. Eventually just like gave up shooting Nora after a while because the added evade was just too much to punch through. Nora's still a five-point Y-Wing? Heck yeah. yeah. But she's got that veteran turret gunner, though. Uh, yeah. I don't care. To be a real, like... Well, that's fair. I still think that Nora should be four. What, what's that the up. game we, we saw against ISO... No, it was a separatist. No, this one, um, this one was against um, uh, Jesse Spaghetti. Um, he had uh, Han. They focused on Bodica right away, if you remember. Oh, that's right. That's, that's who right. They, yep. That's who they basically alpha striked uh, Bodica off the board, and then there wasn't Han. Han just couldn't do enough. It wasn't. I think this game we also saw Tycho to just get one shot as well, right? Uh, no, no, no. That was, that was the very first game well, we saw. That was against a bunch of arcs. Oh, okay, that's right. So, not the case. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about Doug's list here. 
and then we'll move on to overall stats for the event. I uh, brought an only standard loadout um, list. Uh, this is Darth Vader. This is boy Darth Vader. I'm pretty sure had Tomax Bren uh, plasma variety Sigma six, which was a slamming one. And then you got to remember uh, Sigma five, the sensor jammer one. Uh, five is the sensor jammer. Yep. Yeah. So if you attack them, they'll change a hit to an eyeball. As long as that target's locked by a friendly. Yeah. 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 Which was, yeah. Turns I, out. I like one. Yeah. I think we only saw that the sensor jammer ability once or twice. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't super impactful, but it's definitely very interesting. Like something very good to keep in your back pocket. Yeah. And then had uh, a death I, fire as their, their last piece. Yeah, it was kind of a weird situation what we saw Doug on stream because they were playing Assault. So at first, everybody like just found a different objective to hang out by, right? But then eventually, all the um, the Sigmas, I had to go help out Vader. So they kind of lost some of that uh, surprise maneuverability that they could have utilized. But they were looking pretty good out there. I mean... Uh, what was it? The Sigma Six can barrel roll Get. four forward afterburners, slam four forward scenario action. Like what? Yep. <laughs> what? Get off my side of the board, Sigma Six. Get out of here. <laughs> it's turn one. Yeah. This, yeah, this guy came up and stole my objective. <laughs> That's on the very back line. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of potential. That's I'm... mine now. Yeah, my objective. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I didn't think the Sigmas were competitive, but uh, Doug, an amazing Empire player, has been for a long time. Um, uh, pulled, pulled it off up into the top eight. So pretty impressive there. Let's head over to the stats. James, tell me about these stats. What should we be looking at here? What's some exciting uh, stuff? Uh, yeah, I'll just hit the, hit the boring things uh, real quick. Uh, most... Most played faction was Rebels at 14. Uh, next with Empire at 10. Republic at 8. And then we had uh, Resistance and Separatist at 5 apiece. And then Scum and First Order at 3. So definitely a big Rebel field, big Empire, big Republic, um, which is expected. But all three of those factions have been doing well in the meta lately. Uh, as far as performance and actually getting into the cut, we had a 33% uh, cut rate from both Scum and FO, and a 30% from Empire. Uh, so all three of those factions doing pretty good to get their lists into the cut. Uh, but we did see Republic and uh, both of the prequel factions, Republic and Separatist, no list made the cut. So even though we had a good 16% of the field playing Republic. None of them made the cut. Uh, looking at... Uh, let's see. Let's look at squad size. Man, if if you're not flying five ships, you better be flying some strong four ships uh, because five ships coming in at two-thirds of the field. Uh, yeah. So many five... 
five ship four point all four points. So many of those. Uh, and then just you know plus or minus one or one or two that here and there uh, to get like a six point ship or a seven point ship and a lot of threes. So you definitely should be bringing five ships uh, to uh, to really battle that field. Well, as you said, or really strong four. And there has been or a really, really strong, strong four ship list right now being on Luke, Fen, Keo, one of the strongest yeah. lists in the game. Absolutely. Yeah. So and that that is a strong that is a strong four ship list. So uh and weirdly enough though, like going up to six ships or seven ships just doesn't do it for you. Really because I think once you get into the six and seven and even eight, you really start to lose a lot of that power and you start to get into like wonky three ship three attack dice or two attack dice only so uh, it's going to be difficult for you to output damage and you probably also have low health which means you just lose ships left and right and you just don't have any staying power in the fight so yeah uh, i mean you don't have like a you don't have that super ace out there either right you don't have a fire exactly. spray or a fenrau or darth raider or anything like that yeah even most are most most Darth Vader lists. I mean, I mean, I would say almost all Darth Vader lists are bringing five ships. So, and that, and that's it. That's a huge super ace. So, uh, looking at uh, pilot cost distribution, we see that four is the highest and the average for the cost of the sh like the ships that you're bringing. So definitely a bunch of just like a lot of people bring in just five four point ships. Makes it easy for for both players of like, wait, how much is that one? Oh, it's just four. That that, that one's also no, they're all four. They're all four points. <laughs> <laughs> so right. uh, definitely definitely makes it easy for everybody there. Uh, and then looking at an, initiatives that people brought, I mean, still just the standout at initiative five. Uh, if you're not bringing at least one initiative five, you really need to be having ways to deal with initiative or higher initiative ships. So whether that be ships like Nimi, who like to see other high initiatives, or uh, ways to get like meaningful blocks off, or just like lots of ships. Uh, yeah, some interesting, uh, stats there. Anyone else say anything that, uh, really caught your uh, eye? I just wanted to give a shout out to, uh, Tommy and his seven ship squad. Uh, we caught it on stream, the five, uh, tri-fighters, HMP, and a vulture. It was a sight to behold. Uh, not not his best game, unfortunately, on stream. But yeah, uh, I really he, wish we could have gotten a game that he just nailed it because I need to know how to do that because that <laughs> it's like the the, the tri fighters just look so much like so much fun. Yeah, had a had thread tracers Ryan on his vulture, so I actually opted for all I three tri fighters. Okay. Yeah, so I had a lot of fearsome predators, and then another. I had a generic, and then 
the initiative three. 347. Yeah. The, I, I, so. the one that's like friendly has lock, you gain lock, start of engagement. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. That one. So, uh, and then had, of course, I think Kraken went yeah. in the uh, 047. Yeah, we did see a lot of. This is probably the, the main stat I wanted to look at was compositions. Uh, Fall Heaver's infamous Arc 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 Ada Padme uh, had five people. And it, like it's not a wrong choice um, to to bring. We see a lot of it in XTC as well. We see a lot of it being flown all over the place, but its win rate is just not where it should be. Yeah, the with the highest pick rate, but yeah. the lowest win rate. Yeah, what do you guys so, think? Why, 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 why is this not just like the silver bullet just taking down <laughs> the the meta? Uh, that's that's what it was supposed to be doing, Ryan. Why, why is it not? <laughs> Explain the arcs. Yeah, why, why isn't this They're... arc doing is doing what it should be doing, which was getting. It's wins. actually a difficult. Why you can't just pick it up and expect to? Uh... So, so this is likely the like journey of the average arc player, right? see it you pick it up try it out oh this just really well i want some games very cool and you go up against some other players that might have an idea how to deal with arcs or people are starting to form i form developments and strategies of how to deal with arcs those get implemented and, and then the arc players also start to find more matchups that are like well, this isn't as easy as the other matchups i've had in the past this is getting a little more difficult. I have to worry about people who know where to put obstacles. Other matchups that I am starting to have issues with. You have to work out you have to work out how to fly them correctly, how to prioritize what you can take out and go after against more of the difficult matchups, and how to figure out how to work around and get around uh, a, a difficult turn zero that may develop against you. Where most average player, X-Wing players probably end up, like, out of that whole development process, and then finally learning, like, how to over... Because it, it's basically an ebb and flow. You're like, oh, this is really good adjusting. Oh, this is getting more difficult. People know what to do with this. So there's a list. Like, then if you actually trudge through some of it and figure out how to overcome some of the difficulties and how to maximize Anakin, how you need to move the three arcs together to maximize selfless and wolf with jags locks so wolf can use wolf pack more than wolf's ability than necessary all that stuff and how to prioritize objectives with them and everything i think a lot of people end up like the most amount of arc play they get before big events is like i faced a lot of my locals and i beat them in jousts and then by the time they get to these events they like haven't gone through the low part of it yet like this is the low they've they've gone to a large event and they're dealing with people who have practice and have ideas and some tech they might decide to do. But uh, in most cases, it's positioning against arcs and turn zero against arcs that wins against them more consistently. So now it's like, okay, did those pe did those players who played triple arcs and went through a bump in the road at a larger event, whether it's a store champ or world, world qualifier like this, can they or will they stick with it and dig themselves back out of said hole of like realizing it is difficult to fly 
Not everyone opts into the joust, and there are plans people have developed to go against it. So can you overcome those? Can you figure out how to deal with them? Put yourself in the bad situations and figure out what's the right move to get out of these things. And then have seasoned experience with the list. And then start to formulate your way back up and make it very successful for yourself. Or do they just... Oh, I didn't do it at a big event. I dump it out the side, move on to something else. I think more people are in the realm of try something else. Not that they're like, never go back to the Republic list again, but they may, like, if they haven't tried the Rebel stuff, if they haven't tried the Resistance stuff, if they haven't tried the Empire stuff, they might shell the Republic stuff for now and then go to those. Because, I mean, again, as much as Paul presented it and correctly did, in his LSO run that kind of introduced everyone to the trip arc, Padme, and again list. How good it can be against Han once Han players have realized how you can fight it and what you have to do to fight it. Um, Han actually has a decent, like, he's winning more games against those arcs than he's losing now. So, it's, it's not a silver bullet at all. You have to still have a brain. Your brain will have to develop things and strategies and tactics to keep using the list because it's not, it's not easy, but it can still be very good. I, I think Ryan is too kind of a person. He's too generous. <laughs> I, I think it is, um, uh, you know, every list has a nuance. I think it's a, a, a high floor list. Um, I think... You know, you're you're probably right on the three arcs. You know, like you know, three medium bases um, can take. You know, you can you can really get yourself out of position with three bases, or get yourself bumping yourself or get those arcs pointing in the wrong way. Um, so it does take some practice with those three arcs in general. But it is the relatively like um, you know list that is got a a, a a high floor compared compared to like a lot of what's out there and when i say that you're generous is uh i would just say like people who are flying that list and flying it badly and flying it badly consistently is just bad and they need to uh there there's methods to not be bad anymore uh you you mentioned some of those but um yeah, like it, it, that. That list should not be having like a a bad win rate. Uh, it should not. So, I, I, if it's if it's got a really bad win rate, I would put it on the player. Like, what are you? You know, you're. Uh, I'm not gonna say you're bad at X Wing, but you're. Let's say you're bad at that list. If you, if you can't win with it, or if I mean, or you can't be 500 with it, if you can't so, be yeah. 500 with it, you're. Yeah, like you, you've got to, you, you've got to, you know, like either that's not your style or something. But yeah, some, 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 some's not working. Sure. Yeah, like it should be a these. It should be a pretty su successful list. But um, I do think like there's a reason why I don't play it. Um, I don't like the idea of like ifs like because I know how I deal with it in turn zero against it. I, I don't like the idea of using that list and having someone have the knowledge I have against me type of thing. Um, I I'm, I don't look forward, if I had to play the list, to 
have to try and fly those three medium bases all at different initiatives and get the most amount of their positional capabilities. I don't like that they're not fast. Like, they're medium bases and they can do still three banks and three turns with R4P and still get actions, or four straight with R4P with a couple of them still get actions, but... Um, man, I, I sure do like boosting and barrel rolling when I need it with T70s and everything else Resistance has to offer, which is why I opted for that for Nova instead of, like, the Triparg, Padme, and Anakin. I felt like I had a lot more flexibility, and uh, the arcs just don't have the opportunity to uh, navigate well-done turn zero obstacles, uh, as well as the 5G70 variants can. Or just have the ability to out... Like, if you do get out-deployed where you have a bad turn zero deployment, there's not a lot you can do about it with arcs. Especially with three arcs that are not the same initiative. And you probably have uh, the higher one in the middle, right? So, which makes it even worse for positioning. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, probably just picked up you know, um, I think even uh, Dion, Dion's our example of someone who's like just a classic netlister, right? Even he picked it up. He's like, well, that should be easy to fly. Turns out not as easy as he thought it was. Um, so it does, you know, just take some practice just like any other X-Wing list. Not just the, the high uh, floor uh, uh, list to be to beat all the other ones uh, but yeah still also an awesome event um, in out in San Francisco that was your second year as a world qualifier so with the success of this one no doubt there should be a third uh, let's though move over to our Yasby and start talking some loadouts uh, looks like we had we have done uh, resistance and first order and scum previously what uh, what faction are you guys looking at doing is it republic really uh, we could either stay quote on topic I guess and go republic or we can go to the fledgling like not performing well separate since we have done first order and scum so far, granted we, we did follow through with resistance trying to finish out the sequels, so and they're really well performing. Uh I'm gonna have to do some research on separatists to be honest with you. So I say we stop them uh stop for now. Uh, I can't talk. I'm 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 fading already. <laughs> Let's just go uh, Republic or Empire. Your your choices. We'll save Separatists and Rebels for later. Yeah, let's let's do Republic. Easy segue from our trip arc talk. That makes sense to me. Uh, so, uh, Ryan, give me a customized Republic pilot. Well, let's get the big one out of the way. Let's let's talk about the superstar ace of the faction anakin skywalker in the 7b aether sprite variant 
7B. Have All right. quite a few options here. And actually, it's they're harder to think about because I recall when I flew Anakin pre-points change uh, for Worlds, it was, it was almost kind of very well set as like a, or at least it felt set to me. Some other people preferred other variations. Uh, the R4P17 Astromech and Shield is like sort of the baseline a lot of people start with. Um, and what Anakin lost, uh, in essence, was some loadout options before and other variations beyond this, I think. Most people go Predator R4P17 shield upgrade, whereas that used to be crack shot instead of Predator. Um, Predator is still great, but as the option now, usually people that went the, the crack shot variation before is when they had that lat rerolls going. Lat's not exactly existent right now, so I think that this is like the the default base version. Like. You want to throw an Anakin 7B on the board, just bring Shield of Great Offer P17 Predator and work around from there. Now, why, work around. Why, why do you want P17 with Anakin? So, you have the opportunity to. So, Anakin naturally has the ability uh, after you fully execute a maneuver, there's an enemy ship in your front arc at range 0 to 1, or in your bullseye, you may spend one force to remove. An R4P17, after you fully execute a red maneuver, you may spend one charge, which you have two of. Perform an action even while stressed. So that's your basically twice a game have pattern analyzer. Then Anakin all game can potentially remove his stress by spending a force. So you could, with R4P17, uh, do a move, uh, trigger a charge, do an action. And then if you have a ship in your front arc at range 0 to 1, or in bullseye, all the way out, you can spend a force to then do to remove the stress and do your regular action if you wish um or even uh you can if you have all your force at least two of your force available you can do r4p17 you could uh then clear but then you'd have to if you want to use fine-tuned controls you have to have a ship to to uh, an enemy ship to, to qualify Anakin's uh, ability both before and after your reposition. Technically do that. Then still do your action. It's kind of crazy stuff, but in general it's just efficient to have actions when you do your K-turns or, or sloops, which are both very powerful moves for Anakin. Um, outside of that sort of baseline, what I would call... Um, I have tried out a, a debris gambit chopper uh, and kind of fill out the last three points is, is is very negligible. I think I've mainly done like compassion and like brilliant evasion just because I only have two force slots left. And when I have arcs around, compassion actually can be pretty good if Anakin isn't being targeted and an arc gets a pilot crit to pull off from. Um, but the baseline of Debris Gamut Chopper actually makes Anakin extremely um, annoying to put early damage into, but also uh, has it leaves his dial open after using the evades from Chopper as long as you're with uh, satisfied Debris Gambit's clause of being range zero to one when you perform a red of eight action to make it white. Uh, and then you're just an I six 
Aether Sprite, fine-tuned controls, repositioning, like, menace jamming things at range zero one of you, as long as you pull the execution move. Which can okay. be very scary I, I, for I, other targets. I, I love I love that version, by the way. <laughs> yeah, why weren't people putting degree, Debris Gambit on there before? Uh, debris yeah, Gambit what? was six before. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. Which you could still uh, do, but before also, you could, like, before the points adjustment, I ran Anakin with like R two D two, extreme maneuvers and predator. Like I could do all that. Mm -hmm. Right now, you super cannot do because extreme went from five to eight, and predator went from two to three. Right. Uh, which, if you want to do an extreme version, you have. Let me stop you there because that's what I've been. I mean, that, that's I, I swear by it. I've been flying it. I've been flying it successfully, uh, and I love it. It's, um, yeah, the way I fly mine is just, um, and I want to fly it any other way right now. It's just shield upgrade, uh, Daredevil, and R4P, and it, it's good in so many ways. I mean, it's, it, it makes that fine-tune, um, not just fine-tune, I mean, it makes that, you, you can basically Daredevil at any point. And with the R4P, just really not care about that reposition. One of the bad things about um, Anakin is that if he stresses himself, and you know, same thing with like Fen Rao, it, it takes a minute if he, to, to get back into the fight. Um, but the R4P is just amazing, and 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 not only is it amazing in um, a a when you daredevil type of situation but it, it's just amazing like if you run into something and you bump then you have to take the stress focus to survive a lot of people just assume okay he's got you know they they understand the the blue maneuvers for for the delta seven b's and and they're gonna be like okay you're gonna be right here but just the ability to to say nope buy forward and then lose the stress with the r4p so i'm gonna buy forward lose the stress and still be able to double reposition and take a, a a modded shot or something like that it, it just the the way that it makes you unpredictable i think it makes you a lot more unpredictable than the r4 p17 and it also is cheaper and then the daredevil also lets you get into um again you can like that double reposition you know like fine tune bear row into a daredevil um hard one it's just insane. I mean, it's 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 about as close to um, like some of the old school stuff that you used you used to be able to do with um, you know before they started banning like the uh, advanced maneuvers and stuff like that. It kind of feels like that because um, you're not limited by your dial. You're just shooting anywhere you want to go, and you're repositioning and changing your arc in any direction you want to go, and then you just do it again. Uh, now, R4P only has two charges, but that's usually enough to carry you through the entire game. You're really only going to need it a couple times. Like, I, I love that. That's my favorite ship in the game right now. Just hands down the most fun. I haven't flown enough of the Overdrive Poe. I, mean, I would imagine he's also just as fun. But at, you know, without having flown Poe Overdrive, like this, this, ship, this ship is just fun. It's fun and it is 
hard to nail down. It's like you, you don't you have no idea where it's gonna be. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, really, because what's the, what's was it three point difference between extreme and daredevil? Yeah, extremes eight, daredevils only five. And yeah, and it gives you the stress, to... but again, with R4P, you just don't care. Right. You'd rather have a stress than another force. You're going to use that force to modify your attacks or something instead. Um, that's pretty that's pretty crazy. Um, Marcel's swearing by it, so uh, you gotta you got to try it out. Uh, let's take a look at uh, another pilot. James, you got another pilot trying to load out. We'll each do... We used to do one. I won't count that Marcel's uh, bonus, bonus loadout. Uh, for sure, Rick Ali. Oh, Rick. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's been a favorite of mine lately. Um, and I feel like there's a couple of different ways that you can go uh, based on what else you're bringing in uh, in your squad. Sure. Give uh, us, so the give one says, give us his ability and what kind of loadout he's got access to. Yeah, so Rick uh, is an initiative five in one. Uh, so I think the only, yeah, the only initiative five in one. Uh, so definitely the ace of this chassis. And also has the ability to perform, like be a uh, three attack, three agility ship, as long as you are moving faster than your opponent. So as long as it says, while you defend or perform a primary attack, if the speed of your rebuild maneuver is higher than uh, your opponent's, you roll one additional die. So, out there, if you are, if you have a revealed, uh, you know, he wants to go at least three to get his evade. So, if your if your opponent is not going speed three, you are getting all, all of those uh, additional dice, and you are getting that evade for full throttle. Uh, so it can it can be countered pretty easily by the, them just doing a lot of three speed maneuvers, uh, but if you can counteract it by doing it four speed or higher, like lining up a good lane, uh, you can still get your attack dice. Uh, but what I have been running him with has been uh, Juke. Uh, just really leans into him going fast, so you definitely need that. Uh, like the evade, uh, shoot with that evade and, and get that juke effect. I've also been running him with Lone Wolf and then a R4P Astromech. So uh, able to, if he does end up getting blocked one turn and he has to take that bump focus, uh, at least has those three turns to get back into the fight uh, that are blue now with that R4P. So this is the version that I've been running, and uh, it's good to throw just throw throw Rick onto the flank, and he can usually take uh, two ships by himself, and can definitely handle one ship, uh, like one one versus one, really well. Uh, but there's also uh, different versions. I mean, you can just go the uh, the old school route of just tap slap an out maneuver on there. He has the twelve loadout to do that. Uh, which is, you know, definitely a viable option. Has that big front arc, and if you are flanking and being very cagey with him, you can still get those shots off. 
Um, I have seen uh, just people doing the uh, Predator. What was that? I think it was Predator. And I think it was... I think it might have been Predator Crack. And then Fire Control. And then R2C4. Uh, just spend the evade on that attack as a calculate. Wow. Yeah, so, so can can easily roll up and get five modifications. No, no, four. Yeah, so Crack shot, predator, fire control system, and uh, the evade. Yeah. Just roll up with four yeah. offensive modifications. Yeah, and all you need to do is take a lock, and you get all those things. Yeah, just roll in. Just five forward into lock. No problem. Yeah. Uh, not a lot, not very defensive, so you definitely need something to distract in this version. I'm going to sound like uh, a broken record. Is it Daredevil? Daredevil and R4P. <laughs> yep. And R4P. I mean, the. And Crackshot. Uh, you, yeah, you can do Daredevil, R4P, and then, you know, choose your your last five points however you want them. I, I, I've been, I personally did Fire Control System and Predator because sometimes, you know, he's out and about doing stuff. Um, and Predator when he does the Daredevil so he can get a mod on his on his offense. But um, yeah, like the last five points, whatever. But Daredevil, R4P, same thing. Um, the ability to... You know, one of the things with the current state of X-Wing is just there's going to be a lot of bumps and, there, and because of objectives, you're going to be going in a lot of different directions. And the ability to go five forward, Daredevil back into attack formation and then still be able to do like a hard three to get that evade or even another five forward like usually the the way i fly him in a, in a lot of situations is i just kite him along the edge of the, my own base just like fly him here uh not my own base but my own deployment zone and then i do like a five forward daredevil up and then that do another five forward you know, just to get behind the formation, because at that point, when you're when you're going across the bottom, they start like flying away from you because they don't want to overcommit to that corner. But the ability that you can do that hard turn and then fly forward again, and again, they're double back inside. Um, or if you bump and you have to like stress focus and be able to to just have your full dial open to still, it's. Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan in the ships that can take R4P and um, Daredevil. It's just it's just money right now. I would agree. Pretty powerful stuff. All I know, if Daredevil costs a one more point, crack shot Daredevil R4P still fits Rick anyway. So doesn't matter <laughs> to me. Like, the more Marcel hypes up this Daredevil more, it's like, hmm, would Marcel still take Daredevil at six points? That would mess up Anakin more. It would mess up Anakin, Ollie. yeah. Well, I mean, right sure. now, he's essentially paying one less point for the, than the uh, extreme maneuvers with the Daredevil R4P, so. True. 
how many more points how many more points does Daredevil need to be before you start looking at extreme? I mean the same cost. Right? Uh the fourth only one off right now. No. It's three off. Daredevil's five, extreme's eight. Well with this Daredevil Yeah, but looking at Oh, the Daredevil, if you're already putting R four P yeah. Yeah. That's true. You really need both, don't you? That that yeah, that's really how you're doing all the things, right? Right, right. Alright, Marcel. Give me another pilot we can put Daredevil and our poor P on. Uh well probably do a few more, but let's do something else. You've got uh Ollie. Oh, that's Rick Ollie. Okay. Contrail and slider. Let's go with uh let's go with Mace Windu. Ooh, we're talking seven B? Which one? Seven no, just seven, not seven B. The four pointer. The four pointer. Oh, okay. Lower. Uh he recently got his yeah, calibrated laser targeting back. Well that that's why we gotta celebrate. <laughs> we should you know, celebrate. we gotta celebrate his uh his calibrated laser targeting by putting him on a list. He comes in at four points and he's only got seven loadouts, so he doesn't have a ton to play with. Um so, you know, I was just thinking there's in in the Delta seven, um, you know, you're competing against the four arcs. I mean the three arcs, you know, the three Siege of Coruscant arcs. But if you don't want to go that route and you want to spend um your four points somewhere else. I know uh, James loves Luminara. Luminari? Luminara. Uh, Luminara also at seven points. Uh, mm -hmm. But Mace Windu at, at initiative four with three force. I think that's that's pretty that's pretty solid, especially with his ability to get force back whenever he does a K turn. So that lends itself pretty well to the uh, R-Force P-17. After you fully execute a red maneuver, you may spend the charge to perform an action even while stressed. Um, so just being able to regenerate some force and still take, uh, the actions and, uh, at initiative four, just being able to put that heightened perception. So just, uh, I, I mean, it's super basic, just calibrated R4P heightened perception, uh, nice, solid four point, um, you know, three agility, potentially three attack die in the bullseye, uh, um, ship. Uh, mace being that it does have three force and has the easier way of regenerating three uh, the force back probably takes more uh, gets better usage out of the calibrated than a lot of the other four pointers because the other four pointers like Luminara for example wants to use that force defensively doesn't want to use that force to uh, push damage through mace don't care he's he's, a, he's there to punch um, same thing with heightened perception like he he doesn't care he's he's just going to heightened perception shoot at initiative uh what is it seven shoot at initiative seven That's and then if he survives that turn okay he'll just k turn and get that force back anyway so i i like that i actually like the 7b mace as well at five points i think he's a very solid five pointer but uh we're going with celebrating calibrated uh i don't know how else you you, you build him out i think um if you're not building him to be a little bit punchy, I think you're probably better off taking a different four-pointer. I think it's worth noting that because a lot of people that I've seen use heightened perception use it a little too much in the effect that, to me, heightened perception should be used in one of two situations. 
Mace can initiative kill. Mat like he's mathematically should initiative kill the thing he wants to target if he is uh, heightened perception. Um, or you are probably going to die to something else that will initiative kill you if you don't bump yourself up to high seven to shoot. Then those are likely the two things. I wouldn't just like I have a shot on something. It's probably not going to die. And I'm probably not going to die either. So I'm going to use heightened perception just because I can. Like, that's not, you don't want to do that. Yeah, it feels like the yeah, I'm not sure what one of their P17 is just so good. But uh, the, the only other loadout I came up with was Brilliant and R7A7. How about you, James? Would, would you take a look at yeah, the brilliant yeah, the brilliant R7 A7 is pretty good. Uh, the only other thing I was thinking about was taking him in a five sight list. Oh well, yeah, I was looking at the four sight as well. That snapshot like bullseye weapon. They can shoot at people when they move. Uh, you can still. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you have to run a you have to run an Ada though, uh, an Ada or two. To run the five site these days, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Right. You only you only need to run one of them. Who's, um, your, who's your last? Uh... Yeah, but oh, it's it's Lumi, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, nice but I mean, you can go. Yeah, you can go two Adas and get a little bit more. Uh, oh, like you, the, you can go the Kit, Pisto. Sure. And Shock T, uh, which that may be better because um, you can keep over focuses, you know. Sure. Uh, or those evades. Uh, but yeah, that's the just crazy talk. Throwing. Yeah, th throwing uh, mate, like Mace into a five site list could be uh, pretty nasty because he can also take uh, Compassion. They, I'm pretty sure they, most of them get. Uh, well, Lumi only gets foresight. I think Barris only gets foresight. So actually, you you have an extra uh, load out so, there with Mace. Uh, can you predict yeah, a foresight? Predict you can, that. but you're spending two force on. Yeah, then you're only spending four. You're spending two force on an attack that can only roll two. Uh, that's true. Uh, but you get you can definitely good do. <laughs> it already does take away the range. Uh, I'm pretty so. sure. I'm pretty sure you can shattering or trick a a foresight. Yeah. Uh, it says your dice. So you could trick cannot be modified otherwise. So you can't. You can't. Uh, you can't add the shattering. You could trick it though. Oh, uh, you can't. Uh, you can trick it. Yeah. Oh, tricks. Uh, so you could dice. do that with both. With. Yeah, with Kit Fisto and Shakti, you could just trick both their fork sites as well. Hmm. The Ada's. Yeah. Uh, that's. You're, you're leaning. Ridiculous. We're leaning really far, but that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I like the idea, but yeah. it ends up being ridiculous. Yeah. 
Uh, but uh, all that to say, uh, you could take Foresight on Mace. Uh, it is six points nowadays, so it's a little expensive. But uh, yeah, it, it is also just a good sh uh, gun to use if in uh, range three. I mean, it's got it a force. It's better bonuses. than your CLT. Um, like I mean, you, yeah, if you're out of force, it's better built than your CLT. Yeah. yeah. If, you don't, if you don't plan to spend your force, the foresight at range 3 is better. That's true. That's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty good. Uh, let's see. Who, who did we cover so far? Uh, we talked about Anakin, Rick. And that one, so that one's to me. I'm actually going to take a small detour in our list discussion. You're uh, in our loadout, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do it the opposite way, Ryan. I love your debris gambit uh, chopper. And we're gonna try to reverse engineer. Who else can take that combination? So I need talent, astromech. I need what twelve loadout? Adi Galia. Adi Galia can do that. The CLT. Uh, apparently Padme. Oh, a bunch of these Naboos, so we don't really want Debris Gambit on our Naboos. Even though it would give Tyler Tippett a way to take an evade action on his Padme. <laughs> uh, Ayla Secura? Oh, it could do it in an Ada. Know about that so you think think odd is the the next did i come with the right did you hear did you hear what i originally said you can take it yeah Adi. Uh, Adi yeah okay yeah Gallia. duncan actually used Adi as uh duncan used anakin 7b Adi to free gambit chopper and then two arcs at, at nova and for his republic store champ victory have we mentioned by the way he had completed his full store champ each faction infinity gauntlet a couple weeks ago by finally winning one with scum yeah it was with um uh mandalorian wasn't it if i'm not mistaken yeah it had fen mando cad solace and dirge yeah six six four four i mean if you're that's a great place to start in my opinion if you're not really sure what to do with scum Uh, doing that six six four four loadouts. Honestly, the the rogue class are really showing their skills. Uh, apparently, Adi should probably be the the regular seven B version code or the regular seven version because there was way too much loadout with uh, with the other version. You could uh, technically also do it with with a Plo Koon in the D seven version, but. You're left with two points that you just like throw a brilliant evasion on, and I think Adi's ability is more useful than Plo's ability. And you don't just randomly dump two points. I mean, I guess patience. I think patience on Plo is reasonable for using his ability as well. Wait, you're telling me Sinker can take it? You're telling me there's. Do you ever there's... want to take a five point arc ever again? <laughs> Tell me that there's arcs that you could choose their upgrades on. Uh, I mean, I guess. No, those, those are those are those are legends now. <laughs> those are legends. No man. Oh, I think if, if if you're not if, if you're not running uh, SOC Jag, 
in a Republic list and you're bringing Wolf, you should just bring Custom Wolf. That's true. Cool, Custom. but you always take you always you always take Sack uh, Oddball, right? Doesn't mean you need Sack Wolf. I uh, understandable, but you always take Sack Oddball, right? Correct. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure that was clear. You always yes. take Sock Oddball. <laughs> you always take Sock Jag, I believe, too. Because if you're taking uh, Sock Jag, you're taking Sock Wolf, probably. Yeah. If but, you're only ta if you're only bringing Jag, you can t you can bring regular Jag. But if you're bringing in another arc, you should definitely take Sock Jag. Yeah, the sinker the sinker it is not good. Uh, maybe that uh, will actually be the real pilot that I choose. Because uh, apparently there is a bunch of these you can do. Obi-Wan uh, in the Yeah, you that 7B Galia. The 7B Adi? It didn't look very good. There were yeah. so many extra points afterwards. The, like you, that you couldn't spend it on? Yeah, oh, yeah, you just can't it, spend it on a lot of things. <laughs> yeah 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 so she's got 18 yeah. loadout so we'll chop her and she's only got force talent and mod so when i put on debris gambit i had six loadout which is not enough for anything impressive i guess i could get spare power scanners. that seems outrageous and like battle meditation did battle meditation get banned do we just not see this card anymore it is not banned. It is not banned. <laughs> we just don't use it, huh? No. Okay. Well, I swore it, it was says, banned. Well, it says you cannot coordinate limited chips, so oh, essentially banned. Oh yes, one additional non-limited ship of the same type. So not only do you now have to bring any non-limited, you have to bring two non-limiteds of the same two type. Two non-limiteds, and you probably and you probably need to bring three to have to give you choices. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So not banned, but useless. <laughs> yeah. Not not banned, but yeah, so uh, you, soft banned. So I think it, I think if honestly if if they put this down to like like two or three like two points, uh, that take take uh, I don't know. Uh, here's, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> here's a pop quiz for you, Ryan. Tell me without looking at the ASV. Stop looking at the ASV. Tell okay. me. The uh, non-limited pilots for the Z95. I I think he's got it. Oh God, the Z95s. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I the Republic, Republic, the Republic specifically. Yeah. I know, but like I never <laughs> had to think about those because they came out during AMG. They just got shelved yeah. immediately. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh God. I I saw got them faster than I could imagine. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, of course, yes." Oh, of course. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I'll, give you, "I'll give you a hint. One of them's a number." I, I assume so. It's something ith or whatever, like whatever. Oh God. Um. Well, so if they go by, they go by when they were actually used on the show. It's probably whatever company number Plo Koon's was, because they Plocoon, I think, was the one Jedi. General that had Z95s in his squad. Although I don't even remember the number anyway, so that does me no help anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a seventh. I thought there was a seven there. I didn't know if it was just straight seventh. Yeah, yeah seventh. 
I wonder if that is Plo Koon's company. Seventh I'm, is looking, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, the seventh was led by General Obi-Wan, Kenobi, and Marshal uh, Commander Cody. So um, that's Obi, okay, seven. Yeah, not not you're not, close. You're not, you're, yeah, you're not gonna get it though. Yes. I don't think I would. I'm pretty sure the other one isn't a number. No, the no, other one's sure a Reaper that. Squadron Scout. Reaper Squadron Scouts. Reaper Squadron used in anything else? I don't know. What uh, Reaper Squadron no, because it's like Shadow Squadron's the Y Wing. Yeah. And 104th is the Ark, and then after the 104th, it's. Uh, Squad Seven Vet. Squad Seven Veteran. Yup. The other ones that actually like were used and maybe at some yeah. point in X Wing's history, I can, I might be able to get. But like yeah. these were never used because they came yeah, out did, did during AMG's time. No, no, no one got it in the chat. No, that's, uh, that's a tough one. That's it a tough is, one. it is seventh Sky Core pilot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the Sky Core, apparently. Um, yeah. <laughs> someone, someone's got to so, tell. So, someone's got to tell the the Republic, the Grand, the Grand Army of the Republic, that uh, you need like a navy and you need like an air force as well. Really, got to diversify your army into multiple different kinds of factions because your army can't be having Sky Corps. That doesn't make any sense. Somewhere in Canada, Bruno is not happy with me. Right now. <laughs> I know you failed. You failed. An old cut for. Pe I'm pretty sure plenty of people have no idea what I'm referencing. <laughs> be okay. Yeah, we we were talking that this. I mean, a small tangent here, but we were talking about doing the, because uh, I think you were the the reigning. Uh, oh, still am. Oh, you still are. Yeah, it's only uh, ever been Zach Matthews and me. Okay. And right. I and yeah. I actually, yeah, I think my last challenge went out to the UCX, the Utah cast. And a combination of I don't know if we if we ever got an answer, but because Bruno led that up and just Bruno I think just got really busy. I don't even think the last time the Millennium Condor Bella Defacion podcast ever oh, it was last time they recorded, so uh so far, still the reigning, defending champion of the Lore Masters right now. That's what the Lore Masters. Yeah. Lore Masters was just me and Zach Matthews in its history. <laughs> All right. Or sorry, uh, maybe not only us two, but we were the only ones ever to successfully. I think they might have had a, a one other person win it before us two. Nutano says that Bruno has moved on to Legion. Hmm. That checks out. Oh, I hope he's having fun with it. No. Legion is a bunch of fun. Uh, yeah. All right. it, it's, pop, it's popping right now. Let's finish our discussion. Actually, the, the real person I want to talk about is Customizable Wolf. Because uh, I do agree that if you don't want Oddball, and even if you have Oddball, your second arc doesn't necessarily have to be an SOC. The real question, though, for a customizable wolf is to veteran tail or to not veteran tail. Because uh, with nine loadout, basically the same ability as his standard loadout. 
uh, brethren uh, where you get the re-roll out the front and the re and the extra die out the back uh, I mean it's hard to not put the veteran tail on there because once you go veteran tail you can put dedicated on there and then maybe synchronized and just lean into like trying to help out but you're not taking target locks often enough in my opinion is there any way we could utilize that second gunner slot? Um, uh, is it... So I think the... Go ahead. I, was like, I think the only thing that you can really look at would be like Cody and Ursa Rin. Oh, Clone Commander Cody. After you perform an attack that go misses. With... You can also go with... Uh... Captain Rex as well because he's shooting twice um, so you're not always going to have a focus okay so if you go veteran tail that. you can get clone captain Rex no you're thinking yeah, of the crew version of Rex no I'm talking I'm thinking of the gunner it says while you perform an attack you can spend the focus results if you do each friendly ship that has a defender in its bullseye can get the strain token to perform a focus action do you know how many triggers that is to meet yeah, friendly so. ship. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too many. Yeah. And there's a penalty. So Jeez. Yeah. So you have to, you have to spend a focus result. Okay. Each friendly that has the defender in its bullseye has a, so have that's a friendly. Have they have to have bullseye the, on the defender? They have to have also have not taken a focus action and not taken a focus action. Man. Brew Rex or Gunner Rex needs to just be better. He's too good of a character. I know. AMG, you have a job. Make a better Rex upgrade. <laughs> there, there isn't a whole lot you can do with them. I mean, what are you doing? You're just doing almost the same R4P veteran uh, and expert handling. Well, yep, actually, that's my go-to. His uh, his standard loadout is the one without R4P. So if you do, he doesn't have R4P. R4P. You gaining that's actually pretty huge. The custom version with is when you don't have Jagger out, you don't have really a lot to enable Wolfpack, and uh, which is one of the only things that um, SOC Wolf benefits beyond having Born for this, right? So if Born for this in your list isn't as important, and you find higher value with R4P and expert handling um i think it is completely oh, viable oh expert I have, handling. I have, yeah well expert handling definitely sure um yeah i i think that's that's my starting point wolf custom loadout is veteran tail gunner r4p expert handling i mean your dial is going to be open all the time then it's great because uh, normally you're using those r4ps as basically expert handling to like give yourself a blue maneuver yeah, after you bump yeah, bump bump focuses and after four k's is and yeah. is pretty nice yeah. and just turning your three your four straights white and your three turns white mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean that's pretty good if you're looking if you like to fly maneuverable like ryan what you were complaining about they're like these arcs are just flying bricks out here man this wolf could be shaking and baking though for yeah. forward bear that, roll, for forward and then, bear roll. Yikes. Yeah, if if that expert handling is lining up a veteran, mm -hmm. uh, that that is that is a mod. 
that that's like a like multiple mods because now you're getting a shot on a ship that you didn't before. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's pretty good. Uh, but I ask you again though: Is there any way you would not take veteran turret gunner? Um, I mean, you know. Yeah. It it's, I think on him especially, like it's it's just highlighted that it's so good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because you need that front and back, right? It's just yeah. like so powerful. You know, trying to put chopper yeah. on there. Where's the chopper debris gambit? Oh, no, <laughs> not enough loadout. I I mean I do like the veteran tail. Like it's just so good, but also Cody. Especially in a list that has a bunch of oh. other initiative force. Actually, that um, wasn't that wasn't too bad either. To be honest with you, the uh, the Cody, because uh, there's those times where like you'll just be missing, but like man, yeah. and you're missing front and back. But I feel like a, the reason why Wolf misses a lot is because he just used his focus token, the standard loadout version. He just threw his focus token to somebody who needed it for defense, and he's just kind of left out with the mod. It's also sort of like a uh, click charge at range three. If you throw an attack at a high high agility ship, they dodge it by spending their token. Mm -hmm. Now they've just they've you know you've given them a strain, so now on hmm. the next attack, they have they don't get their range three bonus. Interesting. So if you start your attack off with wolf, I'm not saying this is what I would fly or anything like that. But, um, I mean, you never look at these ships and think about them more in, like, a, in the support role. Um, or in the not just dealing out damage role. Mm -hmm. But at four points, you throw, I, I mean, throws Chopper in there. And at its, um, you know, with it being a medium-based ship that's out there just out there jamming stuff at you know just constantly being at range one of something jamming and uh just being a kind of an, an, an annoying chopper carrier no nah, i looked at the, as well the, it, the, it the, good. the only the only thing that i have uh re reservations about that with is it's a medium base and it's going to get blocked or bumped onto something which means that chopper doesn't do anything true what do you mean the chopper doesn't do anything? Oh, because it has to be fully execute. Fully. And they have they've marauded it to fully execute, yeah. Got it. Okay, it's not like the old one. No, yeah. the old so, <laughs> the old free chopper just jamming anything that got nearby. Yeah. So I I do like it, but it's it it's so hard to maneuver these guys, especially if you're taking the red evade actions. Turns out you only have one or two banks for blues. Yeah, uh, turns out very, that was your valuable R4P slot that you just ate up. Yeah. Yeah. But now stressing yourself Make... more. Yeah. Interesting. But I hmm. do I I do like it though. It's uh out there if you if you can jam somebody and then do a range one double modded attack or so soft double modded attack. I mean that's pretty that's pretty cool. Also Chopper has lost a little bit of value with us engaging at uh like turn turn two sometimes turn one uh True. where i think where, where ryan was saying earlier to make those because like before you had like prime chopper right but now ryan is using chopper as 
a with that debris gambit, he's using Chopper as just like a free evade. Right. I mean, he can always used to be able to do that, but it would cost him a force to clear the stress. Force. Yeah. Which now, if you invest that in debris gambit versus crack shot, it it costs your talent. Right. Just costs your talent. Could be interesting. Uh, pretty, pretty interesting though. All right, well, I think that's all we're gonna do for tonight. We'll be back on Wednesdays, as always. Me and James are trying to fly some flight club games, and be looking forward, forward to the announcements for the Saint Lawrence Open. If I'm not mistaken, that is October 21st. So in about three weeks here, uh, you'll be able to watch Ca uh, Canadian Dion. We'll put subtitles down at the bottom so you can understand what he's saying up there in the old Canada. But uh, should be a great time uh, traveling up there for him. So until then, stay safe. Stay smart. Uh, keep your stick on the ice. Gold Squadron. Thank you to ISO, Danko, Baffle, Trojan, Prophet, Shadow, Tycho, Spice, Raider, Lancer, Fallen, Row 6, 626, Chief, and J-List, our Grand Admiral Patrons. And all of our Gold Squadron patrons and community members, thank you for your support. Gold Squadron, out.